Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. And now, your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. Today, I'm going to talk about heuristics, cognitive biases, and how you can understand these to help you be better in your mortgage business. So let me try to explain some of this. I'm going to get a little bit nerdy on the next several podcasts that I do because I actually love this stuff, sociology, human behavior, why we do things that we do. It's absolutely fascinating. And it's one thing to be fascinated by it, but then it's like, well, how do I apply it? It's like, this is great, Scott. Somebody did a study on something, but does it help in my mortgage business? That's what I always think about. And so I'm going to share with you these different studies and different concepts, and then I'm going to tie them into your mortgage business and how you can actually apply some of this stuff, these behaviors into making your business better. So that is to stitch those two worlds together. So first thing you need to understand, what is a heuristic? And you can look that word up if you want, a rule or strategy similar to a mental shortcut. So we can use it to make decisions and problem solving. So as humans, we've developed this ability to make quick decisions. One of those a heuristic could be is we tend to look to other people's behavior to determine our own behavior, right? I was at an airport coming out, I was in LAX and I was walking out and I saw the lineup of people that were going to get a cab. And this random person comes up to me and says, hey, I can give you a ride. I got a car over here if you don't want to go in the line. I looked at him. I looked at the line of people and I was like, well, everyone else has said no to you. This doesn't seem like it's probably a safe option. I'm just going to go stand in line and wait. And so there's using a mental shortcut to make a decision. We do this all the time. And so those shortcuts, though, when they are wrong, so if it's systematically wrong, they become what's called a cognitive bias. We have a thinking problem when it comes to this. And so Hopefully that makes sense. I'll dive into this more as we go into it. So a heuristic that works all the time is kind of like an algorithm. So if you think of it like the heuristic is a shortcut, a shortcut that always works would be an algorithm. And then a shortcut that doesn't work or is not working in a situation could be a cognitive bias. So for instance, you know, they say like a cat doesn't jump on a hot stove twice. The cat has been conditioned to not jump on that stove the second time because the first time it got burned, but it also won't jump on a cold one, right? So that cognitive bias prevents it from making this decision the second time. So hopefully that makes sense. So this is great, Scott. How does it relate to my mortgage business? I will get to that shortly, I promise you. So the next thing I want to talk about is a study that was done on choice overload. And so choice overload is a cognitive bias where when we get too many choices, we don't make a decision at all. We basically freeze, we get stuck. And this shows up all the time. And it certainly shows up in the mortgage business as well. So there was a study done, which is very fascinating, where they referenced it in the book, Paradox of Choice, where they have flavors of jam. And so they thought, okay, we have six flavors of jam. We'll have people sample the flavors. And let's see what percentage of people who sample actually buy jam. And so they did that. Then the next day, they went back to the same supermarket. They decided to put out 24 flavors of jam. These are all high quality jams. You know, you'd think intuitively, wow, more flavors, you're going to make more sales. It actually was the opposite. So they had 24 flavors of jam and they found that only 3% of people would purchase the jam after tasting it because again, they're mentally overloaded. Your brain's like, I don't know which one to pick. I'm not going to make any decision. And so they literally sold 10 times as many jam by having fewer options and having more. It can seem counterintuitive because we feel like we live in a world where we want more choice and your clients want more choice. And even as mortgage brokers, we say, hey, we give choice, we got options. It can actually work against us. So I'm gonna give you three sort of thoughts or processes where I would apply this to my mortgage business. So the first is don't overwhelm your clients with too many choices. So, you know, when you're talking about rate and mortgage options, maybe you think you're sounding smart, but if you give people too many choices, they're gonna be like, oh my gosh, I gotta go back and think about it. I can't make a decision. And our job as a mortgage broker, I believe, is not to simply read off a list of like a menu. Hey, here's all the options you pick. Your job is to uncover 
ask lots of questions, really good questions. And then as you're uncovering, you're narrowing down that list, right? So as you start to follow down smaller and smaller, okay, great. Based on what you told me, Mr. Customer, here are the lenders that I recommend and here are the differences between those two. You wouldn't just be like, hey, here's 10 lenders, pick one. And that would be the worst possible thing. Then you're just an order taker. You might as well be working at McDonald's. The second would be, here's 10 lenders and here's all the differences between them. That would be overwhelming and confusing. What's better uncover, ask lots of questions. And so an example of that could be like, as you start doing the uncover and you find out that, hey, you know what, their job is planning to transfer them to the US or in Canada now, they're gonna move to the US in the next year. And you're like, okay, so what are your plans for the property? Well, we may rent it, but we may also decide to sell it if we need to. Oh, okay, now that I know this, I'm like, I better make sure they pick a lender or an option that has the low penalty to get out of that mortgage because I don't wanna put them in a mortgage that they're not gonna be able to exit. So as I'm uncovering, I'm starting to figure out based on what they're saying to me, my list is going to get narrower and narrower. So I don't end up with 24 flavors of mortgages. I end up with, I even think six is too many, you know, two to three would be on the high end and then start to talk about the nuances between the pros and cons of those. And then they can make a good decision. That's the first thing. So don't overwhelm clients with too many mortgage choices. The second is you can also offer a choice when no choice appears to exist. So let me explain what I mean by this. So somebody comes to you, they want to get a mortgage, they think they should get this really low rate mortgage, but they're self-employed, they pay very little tax, you know, they pay little money to themselves. And so their income is not that high, so they don't really qualify for that much. So you can get the mortgage, but it ends up being with an alt mortgage lender that it's going to have a slightly higher rate, which right now they're still ridiculously low historically. And maybe there's a small fee attached to it. I'm thinking on a conventional mortgage here. So somebody's buying with, you know, 25% down, but they're self-employed, they don't have a lot of income. And you're like, hey, look, so I can get you a mortgage but you're not gonna be able to get that, you know, one and a half percent mortgage because you're not gonna qualify for it based on your income. And the way I would explain that they've made a choice already, say, look, so if you had paid more tax, so in order to qualify for this, Mr. Customer, let's say you needed an extra $60,000 in income. If you pay yourself an extra $60,000 in income, we can get you that mortgage, which is going to relate to X amount in tax. So it's gonna be another $15,000 or $20,000 in tax per person or you can continue to pay yourself what you've been paying yourself and you can actually still get the mortgage. And so you can see how you can actually show them that their choices have already led them to this place, but they don't realize it. So they just think, hey, I want that mortgage because it's a lower rate and they don't qualify. So you can actually show them how their previous choices of, or even, hey, go ahead, feel free to, you know, in the next tax return, if you're not in a rush to buy, feel free to start paying yourself higher income and then your income rate will be higher, but so will your taxes. And that tax rate will actually be higher than what you're paying in the extra interest cost. So then they can look at it and go, oh, okay, it makes sense. So that's the second way that I could see you using this idea of choice overload or preventing choice overload for clients. And then another way we can overload our clients is actually with too many contact options. And so we can say to clients, hey, you can send me an email, a text, you can send me a direct message, a Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And I actually think that, and this is just my own, it's actually not ideal for your client. What I recommend is pushing people through a single channel, whether that's, you know, email or something, especially when it comes to documents and client conversations, because you think about this, they send you a text, you're talking to them, you're doing it for the email, you have a couple phone calls, then they send you a text, hey, I changed my mind, I want to do XYZ. It's like, okay, great. Now, hopefully I don't forget to do this, or don't forget to update their file. And if you have too many files, you will. One of my clients on a call recently, he shared this brilliant script that I'll share with you that I thought when it came to this is so whenever clients would text him information, he says, send me everything by email so myself and my team can see it. 
because, and this is his line, he says, you know, I'm not parent of the year. And so a lot of times, you know, my kids will be in the car, I'll hand them my phone, they'll be playing a game on it and your text is going to come in and they're literally just going to go away like next, they're going to ignore it. And I don't want to miss your texts. So it's important that if it's anything to do with your mortgage, you have to send me an email. So the clients usually laugh, aha, I totally get it. And then now he's coached them on having fewer options when it comes to contact strategies. So those are three kind of areas that I think of when it comes to, you know, choice overload and how we can, you know, help our clients make better decisions, be better mortgage brokers. So first is don't overwhelm them with too many mortgage choices, right? Make sure you're uncovering, figuring out what they need and then narrow down. And then you can show the differences between those limited choices. Second is offer a choice when no choice appears to exist. So talk to them about how, hey, their choices of low taxes results in higher interest rate and fee, but they can flip that if they choose. And they're going to go, well, I don't want to. Okay. You haven't told them they've made their own choice in that situation. And then the last is just don't overwhelm your clients with too many contact options. Because I think, again, it can lead to a lot of frustration for you. And especially the busier you get, you're going to make mistakes. So the last quick little story I'll share on this is, so when I used to be a paramedic, and we would go to a call and we were dealing with somebody who had usually some kind of mental health issue and they had to go to the hospital, but they did not really want to go. And usually the police would be called to these kind of calls. So the police were there, we were there, and they don't technically have to go because they could say, no, we don't have to. But then they'd have to decide, are we going to arrest them? Are they really dangerous themselves? It got really complex, at least where we were in the legalities of it. So instead of trying to have this whole make it a legal issue, I just gave them a choice and they would go to the hospital with me. So here's what I would do. And I'd say, look, you know, I know you don't want to go to the hospital right now. You know, you have to. So you have two choices. One, you can go with me in the back of the ambulance, or you can go with that police officer there who does not seem very happy with you right now. What's your choice? And then it would always happily jump into my ambulance because I gave them a choice. So ultimately, people still want a choice. So all of this choice overload leads to people want a choice, but don't overload them because then they won't make one. So hopefully that helps you in your mortgage business. I'm going to continue to dive into more of these in the coming weeks as I talk about different mental frameworks that we use to help us make better decisions in our mortgage business. So hopefully that helps you. And if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, Scott, you know what? I'm interested in what you guys do. We've got a 10 loans a month academy. We've got some amazing coaches that all have a different superpower. So you go to 10loansamonth.com. You can get on the wait list. We're currently full, but we're opening up some spots in September. So depending on when you listen to this, very shortly, we're going to open up some spots. You can get on there and we'll give you an info session to show you what we have in terms of coaches, what the options are. And yeah, check that out. So 10loansamonth.com. And thanks again for checking out this episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.